Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be talking about the wonderful show, The Sex Lives of College Girls. We are joined today by Amrit Kaur, Renee Rapp, Pauline Chalamet, and Aaliyah Chanel-Scott. And Amrit, I wanted to start with a question for you about how you found some of the really beautiful and complex juxtapositions of your character when you first started playing her, because she's someone who's incredibly headstrong and incredibly confident, but also, you know, at the same time will be vulnerable, will be nervous, will be anxious about things that she's doing. Um, and so I was interested in, in how in playing her, and even as she gains more confidence as a character, you kind of always honor both of the juxtaposed sides of how she dives into situations. Um, I, I, my approach to acting is very personal. Um, I'm sorry, the, the connection is not great for me right now. Um, so uh, I know uh, that because there's there, the comedy is there. I try not to play the comedy. I don't always succeed because I'm desperate to be funny. Um, but I play the other thing. Um, I play the opposite. So I'll, I'll, I'll work on the motivation of being vulnerable, of being desperate, of being all these other things and the comedy is written there. Um, so that's how I, uh, my approach is as an actor. I really, really love that, which actually brings me over to you, Renee, because I loved how in the first season that sometimes this, this dry wit was, was a mask for certain vulnerabilities in your character. Um, and particularly going into the second season, because she's starting to gain more confidence in herself in different ways, I was interested in if that shifted the way that you were finding some of the comedic beats of her as a character and in scenes. I think, I mean, I think it definitely does, right? Because that's just such a huge part of who she is and she leads with this like sort of carefree mentality which i do think she actually does have um and in the places that she doesn't have that she's you know pretty forced to come to terms with this season but she does it in a really nice way and in a way i think a lot of people can probably relate to is in like her coping is her comedy and her wit and her sarcasm um and i think it's actually a better coping mechanism than uh other things <laughs> might be so i'm actually i'm proud of the girl for getting through it because um she makes the most out of it and pauline i wanted to ask you about your character in terms of her optimism because i think even just in the first few episodes of season two i don't know if any character has had more obstacles than she has so far um and i love the way that no matter what she's up against that that's always kind of the place that she finds herself back at even if she starts in a space of i don't know if i can really forge through this and so when you're thinking about her choices and and how she's responding to situations how do you kind of make sure that it always essentially centers back to that place of real hopefulness and optimism but never with an element of naivety in the way that she's moving forward through obstacles. Yeah, I think the naivety kind of goes away um, towards the end of season one when the problems become a little more serious. But I, 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 I'd also say, similar to Amrit, that it's in the writing, like a lot of it is the, the optimism is something that is also written that she falls and gets back up. And um, and so I think that that is a way into how she then deals with the problems that come at her at full speed. And also you, um, you know, some, you, you, when you're faced with really challenging moments in your life, you're often, uh, optimism can really be a friend of yours where instead of seeing things as completely disastrous and like the, the world is ending and in Kimberly's world, she feels like it is ending when she 
doesn't know if she's going to be able to go back to Essex or not. So I think then the optimism is a tool that she uses to try and say, you know what, it's okay. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. Um, and that's also where the girls come in as buffers to that when Kimberly at one point suggests a way of making money for a to stay in, you know, the girls respond. And I think it's Renee actually who says something, Leighton says, you know, well, you should just really think about it. And so the optimism is there. And then it's also she's the girls serve as a nice mirror to that. I love that. And, and Aaliyah, I was interested in how you've really, in essence, stripped away elements of your character because she's at this juxtaposition now where she's really trying to reestablish and refine herself in terms of her own identity because she's in the off season from soccer. You know, there's also everything that she went through with her mom last season where she's coming out of that shadow a lot more and finding a lot more sense of self. But through this is going through a slight phase of being very uncertain about a lot of things and who she is. Um, and so how did you look at the character that you built in season one and then think about what it looks like to strip away all those elements. Yeah. I mean, I think season one, I think when you go away for the first time, you have a sort of sense of like hyper confidence. There's a, there's like a, we're so brave a freshman year of college. We're like, yeah, here's me. And here's what I do. I do soccer. And everything's great. And I've got it all figured out. And then obviously she had none of that figured out and she gets like really, um, pushed in a lot of different directions and doesn't really have control over where she's going and what, what, it makes her feel about herself and the world. And she finds a sense of like solace in her roommates and in, and eventually in her mom, which I think gives her permission to be in the unknown and to sit in the unknown and not have all the answers. And so when we take away soccer, we take away the thing that she knows herself, her entire identity basically in the first season was that. And so now she's forced to be, have an identity crisis and to like figure it out. I also felt like as an actor, like, Season one, I struggled to figure Whitney out because I didn't know her outside of that world and that relationship she had with the coach. And so I was like trying to put pieces together myself and, and with the mom, but it also felt like she had so much that she needed to explore as the character. And so I was grateful in season two that the writing leaned into that really heavily and that like, we don't know who she is. I don't know who she is. Like, let's all figure it out at the same time. And like, what does that yeah. look like? And, and can she find confidence and strength in a place outside of soccer and she can and she does and I'm proud of her I love that and and Amrit coming back to you I was interested in if you find this being a character where you know it's it's so much on the surface for her. She's someone who dives headfirst into every situation, makes a lot of decisions very quickly, and then almost looks around her to go, okay, what do I need to consider? And what do I need to think about now that I've already made this choice of what I'm going to do? And I was interested in, in how that feeds into playing scenes with a character that lives so much on the surface and, and really doesn't have as many inhibitions as a lot of other people and just expressing everything in, in her, which is one of the beautiful things about her. Um, well, it's, I, I think that's interesting because I think it's probably more challenging for my co-actors than it is for me because I, I definitely work off of impulse because that's what the character is. So <laughs> I think that's probably a better question to pose to my co-actors. 
but I, I, I try to give justice to that, that she is someone who, who does something in the moment. It's different every time. And then she's like, oh, what, what affect does this have on the people around me? Mm-hmm. Um, but that is also a coping mechanism. She's so desperate to get to the top. She's so desperate to be popular. She's so desperate not to feel her pain, to, to admit what she looks like, all of these things that she's, she's scraping and will do anything to get to the top, which is a human thing. I've done that. And as a result, unknowingly, it's never on, on purpose, unknowingly ends up hurting people. But by her nature, she's deeply loving and she wants to make people laugh. So when things are fucking up and she's actually hurting people, it's, it's deeply confusing for her. <laughs> One of the things as well for all of you is that it's not just a case of of finding your own characters. It really is so much centered around this this group dynamic. And sometimes it's successes that bring them closer together. And sometimes it's failures and allowing more vulnerabilities that bring this new closeness. And especially going into this space where they haven't all just moved into this space as strangers anymore. They've been through so much, even just in the first season. Um, How do you kind of calibrate episode by episode what you think that dynamic is going to continue to look like as it continues to grow? grow and evolve and they get much closer I think I think it just naturally happens at least at least in my brain it it does just you know the cool thing is um we spend so much time together that you naturally become closer as human beings just by like you could be in the same room with somebody for eight hours and say two words and you would inherently be closer than you were the day before right so we have that dynamic going for us um as well as we do our characters and i think the writing um you know leans that way that we really do bond off of a lot of vulnerable moments and i think that's like kind of when the best friendships are made also i was gonna say i feel like the as a each other as actors, as people, we do bond on the days that we have that are the hardest, I feel like. Yes. Go up for each other and like- Correct. We feel like we have each other's backs and are on each other's team. Like those are the days that feel the most empowering and give us permission as our characters to show up and find more vulnerabilities and like intricacies in our relationships between our characters because we have a closeness as actors. Um, So yeah, it's really like the bad days that solidify. Good. Mm-hmm. I also find that at the table reads is when we're able to kind of read the episode for the first time and hear it spoken. And um, and then you kind of see where the episode is going. So you know where it started and where the episode that you just did ended and where this one ends. And in that space, you see the nuances of the relationships and so you know when you're shooting the next day like the second to last scene of the episode that you just read you've heard it out loud you've heard everyone read their parts and so you're able to kind of calibrate where you are in the relationship with the other character at that given moment that's amazing. Well, I really, really love everything that you've done uh, so far and what I've seen for season two and can't wait to watch the rest of it. So congratulations on a great second season. And thank you so much to all of you for talking about it today. Thanks, Thanks, Thank you. Thank you.